Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Happy Friday. Is it? Is it happy? I don't know. I'll let you determine that. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught the disaster that was Fannie Willis's misconduct hearing yesterday and today in Fulton County, Georgia, but uh, (laughs) we're going to get into that. But uh, first, the New York court overseeing Donald Trump's civil fraud case has announced a decision we will... Trust me when I tell you, we will uh, delve into this, but I, I just want to, I feel like I need to give you guys a reminder. I know it's it's hard to keep track of all of the ways in which the judicial system has been weaponized against Donald Trump, but this particular case, civil, right? So no jail time or anything like that, but this was brought forth by radical leftist New York DA Letitia James, who alleged that Donald Trump, this was the, uh, the inflation, he inflated what his net worth was. He inflated the value of his assets on financial documents that he, of course, then used for bank loans. But let's be clear here. He got the loans from the banks. The banks freely gave him the loans. It was their responsibility to require whatever proof they wanted. Uh, Presumably, he met that proof that he gave them, and then they set the financial terms themselves. He then repaid the loans with interest, didn't default. Nobody had a problem. Bank's happy. I assume Trump's happy. No victim. No big deal, right? Now, I want to play famous investor because you might say, well, Sarah, what do you know about real estate? What do you know about giving loans? What do you know about any of this? Well, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, the famous investor, he knows a little bit more than me. And he also has no dog in this fight. And I want to play a clip of him explaining how baseless this case was from the beginning. Watch. Does this case strike you as odd? Well, let's leave out Trump for a minute. And let's leave out politics and just talk about what happens in real estate development anywhere. So if you're a developer and you've got a building on on a block anywhere in America and it's worth, let's say, $500 million and you want to build a building right beside it, you go to the bank and say, this building is worth $500 million. I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset. And I want you to tell me it's worth 500 million too. And the bank negotiates with you and says, well, no, we think it's worth 400 million. And you fight it out. You're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you could possibly determine for them. You want them to be worth the very most because you're only gonna get a 40 or 50% loan to value as it's called. Then you borrow that money in the case of a $500 million asset, maybe you get $250 million, and you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What, and, and by the way, forget about Trump. Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. But, I mean... What does any of that matter when the plan is Operation Destroy Donald Trump at whatever the cost? And so Trump faces up to $370 million in fines and the potential prohibition of doing business in New York, which obviously would cripple him, uh, being that most of his business is currently done in New York. And now I'm going to be honest. We taped this show a little earlier on Fridays. You guys who have been watching for a while know that. It is currently uh, 1.12 p.m. Central Time. So the decision has not yet been officially released. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest, like, I don't have to, I don't have to have the decision in my hands to know that Donald Trump will be found liable. There's really no other answer here. 
The fix is in. It has been from the start. The game is rigged. It has been from the start. And the saddest part, honestly, is it's not just us who know that, right? It's not just you guys who watch this program, who consume conservative content, who understand and see how the the judicial system is being weaponized against uh, Joe Biden's top political opponent. All right. It's not just us. The left knows this. They flaunt it. I've seen social media all day. It's been full of radical leftists, broken never Trumpers, people suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, all gloating about how Judge Angeron is about to smack Trump down. They're literally, this is so pathetic. They're literally wishing each other happy Judge Angeron day. Like, first of all, what losers. But maybe we get the verdict while we're taping and we can come back around to it. But the most important part of all of this is that despite the left's claims that they love democracy, they love they can't get enough democracy, even though that's not how our country was set up, but I digress. They won't stand for anything that threatens their beloved democracy. It's all total bullshit. None of it is real. It's all fake. These people are watching this. They know the entire judicial system has been weaponized against Trump to prevent him from running against Joe Biden. They brag about it. They share little they're sharing little memes about it on social media. They don't even have to wait for this decision to come in to know that the judge is going to rule against Donald Trump. And they're celebrating that. And I just I just want to point out that meanwhile, the same day today. We received news that as Vladimir Putin is gearing up for another election over in Russia, his top political opponent, Alexei Navalny, was found dead in his jail cell where he was serving decades in Russian prison as, of course, a political prisoner, as Vladimir Putin often does. And, you know, it was, they were like, oh, well, he uh, went out for a walk and he came back and he just fell over and died. We don't know how that happened. And it's just interesting because many of the same people who are sharing these memes, flaunting the corrupt judicial system here in our country, targeting our current president's political opponents, they just, they seem just aghast at what happened to Navalny. They, oh my, they can't believe it. Putin just murdered his political rival. Russia, bad. Ukraine, good. America, even better. Now, I don't want media matters to come in and, and, and misrepresent what I'm saying here. Putin is a bad guy. I'm quite confident that he did murder Navalny. I don't think it would be the first time of Vladimir Putin murders a political rival or someone who is a political dissident who speaks out against him. It's not it's not the first time it's happened. Probably not going to be the last time. And that is inexcusable, wrong and evil. But... For these people to sit up here on their high horses as if they aren't cheering on the exact same type of behavior in America is just absolutely rich. As if here in America, we're, we're morally superior to that, right? I'm so glad I live in a country where that type of thing doesn't happen. I'm so glad I live in a country run by a regime that just imprisons their political dissidents. I'm so glad I live in a country run by a regime that has weaponized every agency of the federal government against half the country. I'm so glad. 
I only live in a country run by a regime that psychologically tortures people who showed up to the Capitol on January 6th, weaponized the court process against them, deprived them of due process, threatened them with so much jail time that it drove them to kill themselves. I'm so glad I live in a system run like that. And honestly, when you think about it, when you think about the things that this administration is doing to its political dissidents, the psychological torture that some of these J6ers have been engaged in so much that it drove them to suicide. This might be worse than what Putin's doing, knowing that the blood is on your hands, knowing exactly what you're doing, knowing you are politically persecuting not just Donald Trump, but anyone who could be political opposition. Because here's the thing. At least Vladimir Putin doesn't pretend to be morally superior about it. Vladimir Putin owns his actions. He's evil. But let's be honest about it. Uh, like he doesn't he doesn't pretend to be something that he's not. And I would just ask, how evil does one have to be to condemn Vladimir Putin while salivating at the thought of Donald Trump being thrown into prison on a bunch of bogus charges, which they know are bogus charges? How, how evil is that? To me, it's worse. There is no way to describe that knowing what you're cheering for and pretending that it's not, there's no way to describe that other than pathological, diabolical, and evil. And speaking of all of those things, um, I, want to, uh, I want to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about Fanny Willis. I know she wants people to call her Fanny as if she's some fancy woman. She's not. And if you haven't yet seen her on the stand, oh boy, you're going to want to watch that. Uh, can't wait. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So life is, uh, life is stressful. And, you know, sometimes when you're living in pain, it can be more stressful. Maybe you've reached the age where things hurt all the time. Maybe you have arthritis or tennis elbow or back problems, whatever the case may be. Mine is back problems because I had a car accident a long time ago that screwed up the discs in my back. And um, I just thought like, well, I'm just always going to have this nagging pain that I'm just going to have to live with. And it might make me a little bit grumpier or less patient or whatever, but that's just how life is. It's not how it has to be. Try Relief Factor. It has helped me. It has helped so many people in this building, actually, that I know. Um, it can help you if you are living in pain because what it does, it's 100% natural, but it targets the inflammation in your body, which oftentimes that's, that's the root cause of your pain is the inflammation in your body. So you get rid of that inflammation and it can be life-changing for you. So here's what you need to do. If you're living in pain, go to relieffactor.com, get their three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95 and over 70% of the people who order that keep ordering more. Do you know why? It's working for them, okay? It can work for you. They've got a, a money-back guarantee if it doesn't. So you have nothing to lose except your pain. Go over to relieffactor.com. That is relief factor.com. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis was grilled on a stand yesterday as she testified during a misconduct hearing regarding her alleged love affair with Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade 
whom she hired and paid over $650,000 in taxpayer money to lead the RICO case against uh, President Donald Trump, despite this man's lack of experience in any sort of case uh, remotely similar. And I want to go through some of those uh, those clips, these exchanges, because things got a little bit tense. And I thought, who better to do that with than my friend, Blaze TV contributor, Matthew oh, yeah. Marsden. That's oh, right. Yeah, you know. That's right. Mm-hmm. I finally convinced you to join the family. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so excited. We need that music. We are family now, don't we? <laughs> we part of the do. Blaze family. We it's do. awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're really, really excited. Um, so now it's fine. You're just, uh, you just are contractually obligated to join me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So I guess, I mean, hopefully we'll still be friends at the end of it. But, I'm uh, sure we will. But uh, so I don't know how much of this you caught. It has been very, very entertaining watching this even happen because you wouldn't think, I mean, I talked about the the last segment, the beginning of the show, about how the judicial system has been weaponized against conservatives to such a great degree. It's a little refreshing to see it back on the other side every once in a while. And does, so does it have to be this? Obvious? I know. I know. Like I it know. has to be like, hang on a minute. I've got bags of cash in my living room. Oh, oh, hang on a minute. Like finally they're going to go after somebody. Right? right, right, right. Exactly. So I want to play some of these, uh, this very tense moments throughout. Uh, she was what, I would argue as hostile. Now, I guess the judge didn't say you're not quite hostile, but uh, you're not quite pleasant either. And then Fannie Willis was like, well, I mean, the attorneys are uh, engaged in being acting contrary to democracy because they dare question me about potential misconduct. Watch. I think we. Well, I very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be. Not here. so much that you're hostile, Miss Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchants. Thank Ms. Merchants' interests are, per- are contra- contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. Please, the fact that you would question a black woman about her alleged affairs and, uh, you know money laundering operations, siphoning off taxpayer funds to her boyfriend who she was involved in this affair with. How dare you? How, How dare, dare you? you? It's like that Greta Thunberg thing. Like, How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare? See, but here's the problem. They are so emboldened now. Yep. They genuinely think this like, hang on a minute, like you shouldn't be coming after me. Right. How dare you come after me? I am untouchable. Right. But this isn't the first, as you said, this isn't the first time. This happens all the time. And guess what? They get away yes. with it every yes. single time. So now she's like, hang on, you think you're going to come after me? Right. And by the way, I'm going to get out of it some way, shape or form. That's she might. She probably will, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Something will happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's like, racist. Right, I, I had it today. I told you earlier. I had a friend of mine from Europe. So people don't understand. This is how bad this is. A friend of mine in Europe is, is, is a left guy, but he's, he's kind of, he's a decent dude. Like we talk, we talk about a few different things and he's kind of come along on, on certain subjects. And he goes, oh, this is all about race. <clears throat> and I'm like, it's got nothing to do with race. But that's what the media... But that's what they say it is about. They make everything about that, and it's not right. It really isn't right. Now, she's got this, like, big pile. You imagine, like, you know Scrooge McDuck? Remember Scrooge McDuck? (laughs) She's got this big pile of gold in the middle of her living room, and she's like, nothing to see here. Now, oh, hang on a minute. Hey, uh... 
hey, dude, who I'm having an affair with and who I just put on this case, come and get a bucket, fill it up with gold and take it back. And no, I don't know why I'm doing something wrong there at all. Right. Well, OK, so to your point, there was a moment where, you know, they kept asking her that the allegations, a lot of them uh, stem from all of these lavish trips that the two took together, which... The thought process, I guess, is that he paid for them on his credit card, but she's like, no, 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 no. I reimbursed him for my half, but it was just cash. So sorry, I don't have any receipts or like I I never deposited the money anywhere. Where's the IRS, right? They come after you on everything. You, 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 any little discrepancy and they come after you and they weaponize the IRS. People, this is one of the things that, again, we keep telling you guys, keep telling you over and over and over and over again. They are going to come for you eventually. If you do not get engaged, if you do not get involved in your local politics, they're coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, Fanny has a very reasonable explanation for why she doesn't know what cash came from where and the fact that she just repays people thousands and thousands of dollars in cash in the first place. Watch. But I always have cash at the house. That has been, I don't know, all my life. If you're a woman and you go on a date with a man, you better have $200 in your pocket. So if that man acts up, you can go where you want to go. So I keep cash in my house. You can do that with a credit card. I don't card. keep cash as good in my purse like I used to. Um, I, I don't go on many dates, but when you go on a date... Is that, that the only time you go out? So <laughs> my question was, where did that cash originally come from? If it didn't cash, come out of the bank? Cash is uh, fungible. I've had cash for years in my house. So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. When It's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Uh-oh. Like, to tell oh. you, Uh-oh. I just have Was that legal? cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but... I'm building back up now. So you just put money in. It's a very good practice. I would advise it to all women. So you can't identify when you came into this cash or where the cash came from. I didn't say I couldn't identify it. it? Nobody gives me anything. I am sure that the source of the money this is, is literally the like the top and tears of attorney what you asked in Fulton County is, doomed when did the <laughs> money go doomed in what I am trying to tell you is this is a diversity so I got hire divorced in 2005 from my husband and and no, no 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 it's important you said where did the money come from and oh, I need to tell you where the money came from. oh boy and so for many Uh-oh. many years I have kept money in my house that money in my worst days has probably only been 500 or a thousand dollars at my best days, I probably had $15,000 in my house at cash. At all times, there's going to be cash in my house but or wherever I'm laying my head. The money that you paid Mr. Wade, the cash, in October of 2022, you do not know where that money came from. I do know where it came from. It came from my sweat and tears. <laughs> you know which my job sweat and tears. Did, did she really say my sweat and tears? It came from, I don't, I'm not a, what are you talking about? <laughs> Willis. <laughs> By the way, all the criminals in her area right now are going, right, wait till yep. she leaves and we're yep. going to rob a house and yep. then we're going to rob a house again. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. It's like, where'd you keep? Oh, keep it under the mattress. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, so there's a, a safe in the closet and the code is 465. And that's where I keep all of my money. Yeah. So when I'm out, I or, or I carry like $200 on me so you can rob me as well, like. Now, we don't have this because um, it just happened not that not that long ago um, as of the time of this taping. But uh, the her dad is a former Black Panther and he took the state the, the stand today and he was like, look, I, 
this isn't a racist thing, but like black people keep a lot of cash. Like he tried to just say like, look, it's a black thing. All right. We just, we just, we like our cash. We just keep cash. That's just what we do. Come on. Um, and so it, <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's so embarrassing. How, how is Fulton County not so embarrassed right now of their top dog, D.A.? How did she She's get that diversity? There? She's a diversity How hire. How did she get there in the first place? Because I mean, this is the thing. It's so insulting. I, I, I say this, Sarah, when uh, What's-Her-Name got booted out of Harvard, right? Yeah. And they, a lot of people said, it's oh, race, okay. it's race, it's race, right? There are so many other people who are black that did it the right way right. and worked their asses off and got up and she took the job from that person, yeah. right? Why don't people talk about that? Why don't people talk about... There, there are plenty of other people that could have taken that job. They're actually qualified. Right. You don't have to dumb it down and have somebody like this who's – I mean, imagine this. Well, where'd you keep the money? Well, I mean, where'd you get the money from? Well, I, uh, it was from the last bank robbery I did. Oh, oh, I am so sorry. Like she said it was from her campaign. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know the campaign finance rules very well, but maybe as a loan repayment, I don't know. But that's a really great reason to have a freaking paper trail. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um, so there was a moment, you know, that the whole time they're establishing uh, the relationship between the two of them when it took place. She did have one of her friends like stab her in the back and say, yeah, they were dating as, ba as far back as 2019 before this guy got uh, got his tell position. the truth. Or right. tell the truth. Right, right, exactly, right. Thank you. Um, and so the whole time they're establishing this relationship and at one point, it got really weird. It almost seems like now she has a personal vendetta against her boyfriend, then boyfriend, probably not current boyfriend after this exchange. Um, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. I'm pretty sure we're about to watch Fannie Willis basically insinuating, telling the whole world that Nathan Wade had erectile dysfunction. Oh, snap. <laughs> Last area, briefly. Yes, sir. You had contact with Mr. Wade in the tw year 2020, correct? Ooh, um, I had some contact with Mr. Wade. Then yes. Explain when you say some contact. Please tell us, the con talk about 2020. I had some contact with Mr. Wade in 2020. Um, one of the reasons your allegations are so preposterous or mismerchants that you have joined is... Ma'am, no, 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 I didn't no, no. ask it's you about the allegations. I asked you about your contact. That's all I ask you, okay? I appreciate that, that you want to say something, but I'm interested in did you have contacts with Mr. Wade in 2020? And your answer so far has been yes, correct? Very limited contact because um, Mr. Wade had a form of cancer and makes your allegations somewhat ridiculous. I, I do appreciate the characterization. I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm sorry, what? I'm not going to emasculate a black man. Did you understand that? All right, well, I don't think we should discuss further. Mr. Seda, next question. I, first of all, I'm pretty sure you just emasculated a black man because you said all that needed to be said, but also are you going to emasculate a white man? Why, why is it all about, I don't get this. Like, why is everything about race? If you, if, all you got to do is go back six years ago and people didn't put like white or black or Hispanic or Asian before they said something. Why is it all about that? I don't, I, I, 
Because it's Answer what the question, works for them. Sarah, I want to know. Because it's what works for them. Because we are living in the oppression Olympics. And you get points in this country if you are oppressed. And you get even more points on which categories you can, if you can check multiple categories. If you are, let's say, a black trans woman, which they always use. It's like, well, now you've won the oppression uh, Olympics because you are more oppressed than the next person. It's like, it's like they, it's like value to them. It's like, I mean, you, it's not, it's worth nothing, of course, but to them, it's worth everything, it seems like. Well, but nobody really believes this in the real no. world. Like, nobody wants to be defined by that. Any, no one of any worth, anyway. And I think we're seeing the push. The push is coming back. People are like, hang on a minute, like, don't be defining me like that. Right. I can go, I can stand on my own two feet. Yeah. I can go into this, I can go into that. You, you're not going to categorize me like that. So I need some kind of like, like affirmative action. It's just utter bull. Yeah. It's the most racist thing ever. This has to end and people have to stop doing it because it really is that they are succeeding in dividing people. Mm -hmm. But I do feel that the pendulum is swinging the other way. Like I said, I think people are saying now, hey, listen, I'm not cool with that. I don't want you saying that anymore. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a being, I'm a person that can stand, stand on my own two feet. I don't need these, these other things that qualify who I am. I mean, mm. like I always say, as you know, this, the, the immutable characteristics of a human being are the least interesting things about them. Mm, spoken like a true white man. White man. Just saying, just saying toxic white yes. man over here. Um, okay, before we go, I, I would say the most important part of this particular hearing is uh, Dressgate or Zippergate. So Fannie Willis, she's wearing um, this dress, right? Well, first of all, her American flag pin is sideways. But I'm her dress. I think her dress is on backwards. That's the zipper that's supposed to go in the back. We've all done it. No, Come I've on. literally never worn Come a dress on. that way. So here's here's a picture of the the dress. Um, I I wish we had a picture of the the dress from the the store that it was bought because someone on social media found the dress on the online store, and it most definitely does not zip up in the in the in the front. That is a that. She put her dress on backwards. Most Matt. of them don't. No, I've front. literally never worn a dress like that where you have a zipper like that. Although I can't imagine. In the front. I mean, you're like you're kind of like I don't know, like it's like that bra thing that women do, right? Yeah, we kind of go sugar, 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 bra. And I've never understood that. Like you know, most dudes like have struggle, like you know, we struggle getting our jacket on, and women go bra. I don't understand. My next magic trick. Ah. So maybe she's like, you know what? I'm making it easy. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about efficiency. Zip at the front. Well, I hear she is pretty easy. So maybe that is the... Spicy. Maybe that is the Spicy. Uh, but I, for the record, my input on Zippergate is that Fanny Willis was absolutely put her dress on backwards. 110. Sarah Gonzalez said it today. Mark it. Whatever day today is. February whatever. 16th. Sarah Gonzalez confirms Fannie Willis is dumb enough to put her dress on backwards. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, let's talk, Matt, about uh, the Biden administration suing Tennessee for holding people with HIV accountable for knowingly spreading it. Mm, we've got a lot to say about that. We'll be right back. And 
And there you have it. Yes, over the break, we grabbed these pictures. Uh, that is the dress. And there is clear pictures of her wearing this dress, the tie, everything. That is the dress she was wearing. It very clearly zips up in the back. And she is such a moron. <laughs> she put on her dress backwards. Oh, my gosh. Matt, this is... I don't see the problem, personally. <laughs> does that guy... I mean, does it feel different? It's a thing. It, oh, my God. She just started a new trend. Everyone's going to be now. Now it. you're doing it. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> With dedicated I feel like it, of fashion. No, I feel like... It feels, no, I, gotta, I can't do this. It feels a little... Does it feel a little Chris Farley-ish? Oh, yeah, I just like... How do you, know, how do you put on... A dress backwards, like putting on a jacket backwards. Like, what are you thinking? I, I, if you've been a woman for like approximately uh, two days, you would understand that those zippers are meant for don't the you, back, not don't the Don't misgender front. me. Also, I'm sorry. She needs a proper bra. I'm going to go ahead and just throw that out there. You don't have to uh, comment on that. That's I'm not going to. My own comment that I will own. Uh, so, okay, so the Biden administration's Justice Department filed a lawsuit yesterday claiming that Tennessee's, they have a new aggravated prostitution law for people with HIV, which imposes penalties for engaging in prostitution while knowingly infected with HIV, which to you and I, I would say would be obvious. Like, yeah, you know you have HIV and you are. In intentionally engaging in sexual acts that could give someone else HIV without them knowing, that's a big freaking deal. While well, the Biden administration says that it violates the Americans with Disabilities Act, saying people living with HIV should not be subjected to a different system of justice based on outdated science and misguided assumptions. <laughs> Which I Is it an outdated science that you can pass HIV now? Uh, <laughs> I mean, other than Magic Johnson's miraculous recovery, I, I don't understand. It's the, there's a lot of like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, there was a case, I think a few years ago, if my memory serves me well, in California where someone was actually doing it. They were going around and willingly infecting people with HIV. And, and it was, I mean, that's an assault, right? They call it, I think they call it an assault. Uh, or that's what it was deemed under the law. And then I think California passed something very similar to that, that you can't be prosecuted if you knowingly mm. don't tell someone. Because, I mean, listen, apart from, I mean, you'd say, well, if you're a decent human being, you'd tell the other person, right, that you're HIV positive. But someone who's going to a prostitute <laughs> probably isn't a decent human being. But, you know, that's going to have massive impact because a lot of these guys, I'm sure, they don't tell their wives. They go and they sleep with a prostitute and then they go back and probably sleep with their wives. And, and then it's a whole thing. I, again, it just seems that if there's something right, mm -hmm. if there's a, a course of action that is correct to pursue, the Biden administration goes, oh, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> and they do it over and over and over again. They really do. They really do. Okay, so to your point, because I, I mean, if this is all part of this whole DEI, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, we have to, um, we can't hold 
people with HIV accountable for anything. We can't hold trans people accountable for anything. We can't hold, uh, you know, minorities accountable for anything. And so instead, let's flip everything in their in their favor without regard to, I don't know, how that affects everybody else. So um, now, on top of this, the Biden administration is saying, we want, <laughs> work, go with me here, follow me. Mm-hmm. We want more black veterans declared mentally disabled. (laughs) Follow me in the name of equity. Okay. Because so they black vets currently receive disability payments for mental health conditions at nearly twice the rate of white people. And now they have a new equity initiative on top of that at the VA that is I'm not kidding. That is aiming to declare more black people mentally disabled, which I don't know, seems very offensive to me. Sounds very offensive, but to the Biden administration, it's all in the name of equity. So uh, they say a uh, higher percentage of black vets receive disability compensation benefits than white veterans for mental health conditions. On average, black veterans also apply for disability compensation at higher rates and receive slightly higher disability ratings from the VA than white vets. However, black vets have lower grant rates than whites for mental health conditions. In response to these new findings, the VA will be taking immediate and aggressive action to eliminate this gap and ensure that black vets get the benefits they deserve. So even though black vets are already getting more, more, they're like, but, but the grant rates are lower. Uh, Again, it's, it's all ass backwards, isn't it? Like everything is ass backwards. Look, I want to make a bigger point about this, and that is, if I get something, I'm going to tell you guys out there as well, if I get another person that says that I'm going to write in DeSantis for the election, in the general election, because in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. that they think that it's a, a somehow more noble to do that, which means that any chance that Trump will get will be gone, and you're going to get another four years of this, what is going on in your head? We have to stop this. This is this is driving the country into oblivion. We are not going to recover from this insanity. All this has to be rolled back, and you're going to have four years of rolling it all back. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, and you're going to need way more than four years. You're going to need more than yeah. four years. Yeah. So, if what you want, really, let's let's be honest, is. Trump is going to be the nominee. Mm -hmm. You certainly don't want Nikki Haley. I don't know anyone who wants to vote for that woman. I've never met anyone who wants to vote for her. So Trump needs to be the nominee. He needs to win. He needs to do four years. He's got to, it's going to take all this time to undo all this. And then guess what? Florida's governor is going to come in 2028 and go on. I hope so. Please. I hope so. That's the only way that this gets fixed. But I mean, but look, but look, Matt, we Look at what the uphill battle looks like just just to get the first part of that equation to happen. 91 indictments. okay, 91 indictments. Then you have to believe that he will win fairly in a secure election and that the election will not be fortified such as it was before. And by the way, that's not coming from me. That's coming from all of the elitists at Time magazine who admitted to fortifying the election. So you you determine what the word fortifying means. They spelled it all out for you in Time magazine so arrogantly. So that's not me 
saying that. I'm I'm sure at this point uh, we'll have some sort of disclaimer on, on our YouTube about the 2020 election mm-hmm. and the results of that. But hey, they're the ones who said they fortified it. So I'm just saying it's like it's you have to overcome all those indictments plus believe that the election system is going to work the correct right way, even though certain states that had all of these discrepancies the last time around, they haven't all had these, they haven't all had election integrity laws passed where they wouldn't happen anymore. And where's the Republican Party been on that? Like, why aren't they hammering them on every single no. thing? Because I, I am because they all both of them hate us. Both of those that not not the conservative fighters that we know. There are few and far between, yeah. but not them in office. The head of the RNC hates us. Yeah, I mean, but look, Democrats clearly hate us. Yeah, they but like, do. But, but the RNC, they hate us. Ronna Romney McDaniel. I mean, I don't know who the new one's going to be. Hopefully someone gets in there who I mean, actually I, I, is grassroots. But I'm just convinced that they all hate us. If it's Harmy or Scott, I don't know if Scott's I wish gonna, that it was Harmy. I don't think, it, she already said she doesn't want it. Yeah, well, I mean, she was spurred before, right? <laughs> she was spurned before and that was wrong. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say, and this is a really difficult thing to get across, certainly on social media when you talk to people and, and, and I, you know, I've been hammered for it recently. I'm just like, look, there, it's a binary choice. But no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. It's a binary choice and it has to be absolutely overwhelming. It, like yeah. everybody has to go to give it any kind of shot. And look, I don't want to be like a negative Nelly and say that I don't believe that the election is going to be fair. I'm not going to say anything on that. I think we both know what Democrats will lie, cheat and steal. Of course they will. All right. So they will. So we have to go out there and do whatever we can because. Yes. Yes. Look, since I've come to America, I've heard every single time, like, this is the most important election in my life. This is the most important. And and I've gone, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It is like this is yes. and this kind of stuff that we just saw on there they're trends in our kids they're they're doing all this kind of stuff they're splitting they're literally <laughs> ripping us apart they're they're driving the economy into the ground they're importing millions of people who by the way might be terrorists right i know they don't like to say you know terrible people they're not sending their best <laughs> they're not they're, that's really good I should try that, shouldn't I? That's impressive. That's impressive. Um, Yeah, I I agree with you. I know we have to take a break here in a second. I agree with you that it's like, I I, I respect other people's opinions if they differ from mine. That's fine. But for me, I am fighting so hard to make this country a better place for my kids to live in. And it's war, in my opinion. And the fact that someone would stay home or say, well, we're getting the same thing. Donald Trump and Joe Biden, they're both like, no, No. you would not be you would not. We would not be talking about a story about uh, making sure that you label black veterans more mentally disabled in the name of equity. We would not be talking about a story about the Justice Department being weaponized against Tennessee for holding people with HIV accountable when they knowingly infect someone else with HIV. Like we would not be talking about all of this madness to your point, Matt, about like all of the unspeakable things that they're doing to children in the name of gender ideology. We would not be talking about any of that. We wouldn't. We just wouldn't if Donald Trump was in charge of things again. And so it's just, he was horrible on COVID. Can I say say that enough times? I have said that for three years. He was awful on COVID. Operation Warp Speed was terrible. I hit him on those things in the moment and afterwards many times. He empowered Fauci. He shouldn't have done it, right? He spent like a madman, like a a drunk person, 
He shouldn't have done it. But for all those faults, you cannot convince me that Donald Trump would still not be leaps and bounds better than the dementia patient in chief that we have currently living in the White House while people are changing his diapers. You just cannot convince me of that. And I'm fighting too damn hard for my kids to live in a country better than this for someone to tell me that like, oh, it's we're getting the same thing. You should just stay home. You should we, we're not going to vote because we're mad that our guy didn't get it. I liked DeSantis, too, but I'm not going to give up that quickly. Mm -hmm. I owe it to my freaking kids to make sure that I do everything possible to get these people out of office. They're trying to start World War III all across the globe. And it's just like, no, Donald Trump would be just the same. Really, I think there's a reason why Russia didn't invade Ukraine while Donald Trump was at the helm of things. I think there was a reason that uh, he achieved more peace in the Middle East than any prior president. I think there was a reason that none of these global conflicts broke out when Donald Trump was in charge. So yes, two things can be true at once. He made major mistakes and he has not owned those mistakes yeah. and i don't like that mm -hmm. we know that of course and I, I have talked about it ad nauseum but the man would be much better than the bullshit that we're dealing with right now like a 100 percent. you cannot convince me other not otherwise um all right stay with us we've got more to come we'll be right back So about a dozen of Jeffrey Epstein's accusers have filed a lawsuit against the United States government, specifically the FBI. They are saying that the FBI failed to investigate uh, Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking crimes as far back as the 1990s. And the lawsuit alleges that all 12 women were victimized by Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, the, the Within the lawsuit, they said Jeffrey Epstein's penchant for teenage girls was an open secret in the high society of Palm Beach, Florida, uh, and the Upper East Side of Manhattan, which was disregarded by the FBI. Epstein orchestrated an illegal sex trafficking ring for the elite, and the FBI failed to adequately investigate the abuse, failed to interview the victims, failed to investigate the crimes, and did not follow routine procedure or offer victim assistance, notwithstanding credible reports and tips. Now, this comes uh, shortly after Jeffrey Epstein's brother, is raising new questions about how he died. Um, he shows some, I want to warn you guys, this is a graphic photo. So if you can't handle this, this is an, an autopsy, a picture from the autopsy showing the ligature mark on his neck. Now, remember, we were told that he hung himself with a bed sheet. Does that look like, mm -hmm. does that look like something that a bed sheet would do? I mean, this is a very, those of you who are listening on the audio podcast, this is a very thin, very thin uh, line around his neck. And uh, it's, there's just no way that that came from a bed sheet. Um, also, the marks go straight backwards and not at an angle like you would be if you were hung yeah, by a bed sheet, right? Um, so... Now is probably a great time to remind everyone that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, again, we're not surprised, are we? We're not surprised. The FBI mm -hmm. investigates mm -hmm. grannies. Right. You know, they're throwing innocent, I say innocent people into jail for January the 6th, and then they're letting things like this go. I wonder why. Why haven't they let the um, list out, Sarah? Why, why is that? 
Hmm. Um, maybe because all of the elites make sure that that list doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. And really, at the end of the day, uh, we are run by not by Joe Biden or anyone else. We are run by the elites. And if the elites don't want it so, it will not be so. Which goes back to your point about the Uniparty, right? Like mm-hmm. all of them want this. It's not. And I think that for all these shortcomings, by the way, probably the greatest rant I've ever seen you do, which I agree. I was sitting there going, yes, yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's what I wanted to say. It's, it was awesome. He shook it up and they were terrified of Donald Trump mm-hmm. and they are still terrified of Donald Trump. And that is not just one side. It's not, it's the, it's both sides. Right. And like you said, again, people, I love Ron DeSantis, but it's like me back in the bills to win the Super Bowl now. Right. They didn't make it to the final. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, they didn't do it. Right. So he didn't make it through. So you have to, it's either Biden or Trump. And it's the same with this. We, th- this <laughs> needs to be investigated. The FBI needs to be dismantled or at least, and I know people are going to go, well, wasn't he going to buy him a new building? I'm like, do you not know the way Trump does negotiations right now and what he says? Like, he Also, he has verbal diarrhea. He like, he says things he shouldn't say all the time. Um, but uh, so we're getting, you guys get to live at, like, in real time. We're finding out, you guys already know it, but we're finding out to confirm. Uh, Judge Angeron did, in fact, you're going to be shocked, Matt. You don't have pearls to clutch. I, I feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. You did find Trump liable on all counts. Of course he did. And ordered him to pay the maximum amount of money, which was $370 million, nearly $370 million. Um, and I, look, the legal experts that I have read Um, I've read their opinion on this, have said this is, yeah, like, of course, he's going to find this finding and it's going to be overturned on appeal and Trump will not actually have to pay that much money. But he has to pay his legal bills to defend this bull. It's death by a thousand cuts. And this is what they do. This is what they do. And by the way, they're going to do it to you, too. It doesn't matter if you're a milkman, if you work at the store, they're going to do it to you. Yes. All right. They said that they were going to do it at the beginning. And listen, I'm applauding them. I'm applauding them because you know what? They have the courage of their convictions and they get involved and they do not stop. What conservatives do is they go, oh, you know, we have the best ideas and let's play by the same rules. And oh, I'm again, you're not standing on principle if you're not voting for Trump. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work. You're voting for Biden. This is what it's all about. Right. They don't get it. And, and I want to say, Sarah, because you are out there, you, you and I had it in California. Right. We've seen what is happening to this country. Like we've been to these places and understand what is coming. And you might be living in a rural area and think that it's not going to get to you. It is yeah. going to get to you. It, it is. Can you please get involved in your local politics? I don't know how many yes. times I have to tell you. Which, by the way, um, that means show up at the primaries. Don't just say I'm showing up in, in November. There's a primary in your state that you need to vet these candidates and make sure you are picking the right person to represent you to Matt's point. It's all a uniparty. So just because you hit the the button next to the R doesn't mean that you're doing us any favors. Get involved, please. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Got something to say? Leave Sarah a message at 888-969-5113. Time now for a welfare check. I'm told we have a welfare check today. Let's listen. Hey, Sarah. 
My name is Izzy, and I've been listening to your show for a solid, I want to say six years at this point, but since the beginning, I Aww. started with my dad, and I'm currently going to be graduating high school um, this summer. What some advice you can give me just to leave, just to live as a conservative, and as I'm going into college in Washington, I'm, I'm going for mechanical engineering. What's like? Oh, you're like, smart. What's some, some advice you can give me to be able to Aww. be successful and maintain my values. Aww. Thank you so much. I love the show. Oh, I love you, Izzy. So I think that you're you're already in a good spot. I think that I'd love for you to weigh in, Matt. I think that if you you are already aware enough to say, I'm going to this new college, I like it's probably gonna be super leftist and I wanna make sure to maintain my values, you already know it. You've already got it. Your yeah. parents did a great job building it within you, and you just go out and you live out those values. You got it, sister. Am I wrong? Oh, no, you're right. She's she's dialed in. You're all good, Izzy. Also, join your uh, Young Conservatives Club as well. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.